0: Welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. We're here to be your cultural epicenter for all things good in guitar. I'm not going to keep that accent up. I just thought it'd be funny to... Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Al, and with me as always is the ever so cool Casper. Hmm. And yeah, we're here uh, to talk about any and all things guitar, songwriting, music, loves, hates, wants, needs, collecting, selling, buying, mostly buying. On a good day, mostly buying. Mostly buying.
1: I feel like that's what I do all the
0: time. Oh, I know. (laughs) I'm money. I need money so I can spend money. On that note, <laughs> on that note, yeah, the culture guitarist. What are what are we here to do? What does the culture guitarist mean to you,
1: Casper? You know, uh, it's you know it's here. We're gonna talk. We, I like to talk about everything to do with odd things in guitar yeah. and writing music. You know, we spend so much time just talking about this stuff on our own, anyways. Yeah, uh, and I think that's we just cross so many great topics that yeah. makes for great entertainment. This for is everyone. a big
0: part of how I self-identify. I'm a well, guitarist. Yeah. It's yeah. like a lifestyle. It's uh so yeah. That's uh, that's what we're here to do, folks. Welcome to another episode. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> like, share, subscribe, all that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Smash that bell. Smash that bell. <laughs> <laughs> Smash
0: that bell. Hug the like button. Uh, hug
1: the like button. That's a new one. Yeah.
0: Tweet those hashtags. <laughs> right. Yeah. Actually, I don't, we're not on Twitter, but uh, no, but we're on Instagram. We're on Instagram. We're on yeah. Facebook. So hashtag. hashtag we'll probably the eventually be on uh, yeah.
1: YouTube. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll find a neat picture to show you guys for an hour while we talk. Sweet <laughs> <laughs> Close-up of a Les Paul while we babble for an hour. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's great, guys. It's way better than just a podcast. Sweet
1: screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so man, how are you? How, what do you? What's been happening in Casperland? Oh man, so busy lately. Um, the big guitar things that I've been doing, man. I finally did it, and I tore apart my pedal board. Whoa, 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 whoa! There was something else though. There's something that you're more excited about. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna lead into that with pedal board. Oh, okay. Because oh, now I'm this, sorry. this yeah. is a, a yeah, that'll be a segue. Just, just calm yourself. I'm, I'll get there.
0: <laughs> calm yourself, you <Yaga. laughs>
1: So I did it. I, I took my original. Um, the pedal board that I built in the original layout and realized all of the shortcomings I built into it. Uh, and so I've now taken it all apart and I've stripped off the industrial super nuclear Velcro, which took me a very, <laughs> very long time. And I have very sore hands <laughs> due to that process, but I've done it, it is cleared off. I am now modifying my new pedal board. If and- you
0: folks want to see a man grunt, sweat, <laughs> shake his biceps and swear under his breath, but not go to the gym,
1: watch a guy rebuilding his pedal board trying to get that velcro off. <laughs> totally happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, did that, you know, purchase some things so that to make uh, a little these modifications a little bit easier, you know, some step drills, some some tools. Um, and I'm now making my pedal board more universally yeah. friendly to adapting new pedals onto it on and off. And that being said, I now reveal that I have been in conversation with the lovely chap, Kevin Shones, of, of Shonewood's Effects, and he is building me a special. It's a big special. It's a big special, and that's hence why I had to revamp my whole pedal board, because this is going <laughs> to be a not only a masterpiece of artistic Oh, fortitude i don't know it's amazing <laughs> Fortitude. <laughs> <laughs> he's it'll, building me a fortress of town <laughs> it yes indeed that's a great analogy uh, it'll <laughs> it's happening uh so i am getting a a pedal built uh specifically for me uh it is going to be a dual grub f- and fuzz so it's a dual dr- dual grub overdrive and a shroud Fuzz in one colossal box.
0: So, for for those of you who aren't aware of Shone's Wood Effects, which (laughs) we're going to make a mission to make all of you
1: (laughs) aware of him.
0: Uh, Kevin Schoen is a a guy we've become, I'd say we've become pretty good friends. I I know I feel like I'm pretty good friends with him at this point. Um, And I've only met him earlier this year, but uh, uh, he's a really great effects pedal builder out of Saskatchewan, uh, Canada. Uh, in case you didn't know, we're in Canada. That's um, why we're so awesome, <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and he makes two two models of pedals, two circuits, specifically.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Well the Grub Overdrive and the Shraub Fuzz, and his 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 thing, his claim to fame, other than the fact that these circuits are delicious sounding, mm. is his enclosures are built out of used skateboards. So every single Shoneswood what
1: you buy is a completely unique one-off experience and work of art yeah and i think we mentioned the craftsmanship uh in a previous episode briefly because you you have a a grub overdrive which is so good so and as the word delicious almost does it justice
0: it's 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 a good it's a good word for it but yours so what what casper here has been talking about is not just three pedals no no it's 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 a behemoth. It is. It's one box <laughs>
1: integrated. So this will be, it'll be a cascade of dr- of drive and fuzz circuits in in whichever order I kind of choose. And You were leaning the flavor. Of the in, last day. we
0: talked, I think you were, you were leaning. I'm gonna go old. drive
1: fuzz drive. Yeah. Uh, just so that I can I can stack uh sh- a, a drive and a and a fuzz in either order or i can just double up on the grubs because they sound fantastic yeah, they cascaded together that's a cool uh, mm. yeah so that's my big news uh, re- pedal board's re- getting revamped making yeah. some real estate for the <laughs> for the the monster and uh i'm super stoked yeah i can't and wait and to what was
0: the big mistake with the pedal board tell tell them about that because i know it but let's you know let's let's dive into it let's, let's talk a little bit we got we got we're doing okay for time
1: i think Man, we just got started. Al, oh, yeah, we should be okay. Well,
0: I, I know. I just <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
0: we do tend to babble, so
1: we do. Yeah. I I don't know. What was my big mistake, Al? Uh, you want me to? Yeah, you better okay. just. You know, I don't. You're you're alluding to something I don't remember. I was talking about. Or uh, oh, I'm, I'm kind of a simpleton <laughs> and I have a bad memory. So, so Casper,
0: uh, <laughs> Casper's very OCD. <laughs> oh. and yeah. Casper laid out his pedals. Very specifically, <laughs> and then Casper only drilled
1: holes for his cables exactly where those pedals needed those holes to be. <laughs> right, and since then, I've now acquired <laughs> a whole lot more stuff, and there's no <laughs> holes to route cables through my pedal board, which is specifically why I built it, is so that I could route everything underneath. Um, so, so now, so yes. we're we're
0: doing a universal drilling, uh-huh, so that the board is. Very flexible, yes. And I'm going to just a little bit of. That. I might have warned you about that. No, that's a specific finger you're waving <laughs> at me. Um, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> which you know, it's fun. You, d- you did, you did. uh I think at the time. Yeah, being very new to pedal boards and, and affects everything. I just, you know, yeah. my acoustic guitar didn't have a whole lot of a call. <laughs> no, you didn't. For, for, I just didn't, but, yeah. didn't use it. But now that, uh, yeah, you opened a floodgate I'm and I I think I professed how sorry. much I hate you for it earlier I'm today. I'm not sorry. Yeah. No rag rats. Pretty sure that while I was stripping Velcro and, uh, you know, the lactic <laughs> acid was building up in my muscles trying to remove... Oh, by the way, uh, not to plug Velcro... Specifically, but they've got some industrial ten-pound Velcro yeah. that, if you lo- you want to hang something from the moon, that's what you use. The moon. The moon
0: has one sixth the Earth's gravity, so you would need less Velcro. Al, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, just just really kneecapped your whole I metaphor. I think it's a
1: sixth. <laughs> I think you're wrong.
0: Oh, somebody's got to Google. All right. No, okay. Users, listeners, users. <laughs>
1: Please, we're please in the, update us we're on in the, Tron now. the absolute, users. <laughs> <laughs> please absolutely yeah. Google and update us on the uh, <laughs> gravitational equivalent of Earth's moon. <laughs> I know uh, or I am aware that it is one quarter the Earth's size and mass. Oh, I think it is I one quarter. I think it's one six. Okay, so I'm going to alleviate all. Oh,
0: you're Googling right now? Yeah. All right. Okay, well, carry let's, on. Let's play some stakes on this. You want stakes? Yeah, if you win, you got to buy me a slushie. If I win, I got to buy you... What do you want?
1: I want a Shoneswood... Okay, let's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying you Jelly
1: Bellies. I don't want Jelly Bellies. I want a Slushie, too. Okay. Slushie okay. it is.
0: And he's Googling, ladies and gentlemen. And the answer's coming up on the screen. And... Oh... We got dead air. We don't know what's happening. I'm reading. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> the moon's gravity
1: compared to Earth's. It's not specific. It's not specific. It's not reading it out specifically. It's a oh, very long description. Oh, man. That's a, so uh, we're going to carry on.
0: All right. <clears throat> Meanwhile, while he's looking that up, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I've been up to this week. So Al, Al Land, I have been talking also with Kevin Schoen because he's not just doing effects and stuff. He does uh, does a few other guitar related things um, with uh, also with the used skateboards um, like pedal boards. And I kind of inquired as to what that might be like to uh, get a pedal board from Joneswood made of skateboards and done up to uh, his exacting artistic standards, which is pretty cool. Um... Oh man, is this like, is this a whole thing? Keep going. You're doing great. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm talking to, to, uh, you're my conversational ally here, and I'm alone.
1: So uh, the consensus is is. uh, that the Earth's mass versus the moon's mass, right? The moon is 180th of the Earth's mass. Oh. And until and it is it is one quarter the size, right? But this article I'm reading, but it lacks lighter. lacks the specific fractional value. Okay, I so. feel
0: like I looked this up recently because you got me watching the movie First Man.
1: Hmm. That's that's right. I did.
0: Yeah. Good movie. And that was why I was looking up the factoids, um, which I might have looked up on Wikipedia, which I know is not like the be-all and all. End all
1: reliable sources um, it is 83.3% less than Earth's 80 so it is less than a quarter less than a quarter but it's more
0: than a sixth
1: um, it's actually five sixth
0: less yeah you might be right Six, Al. 16 uh, it's not exact we, but it's are we, are we calling that close to one sixth sure Free slushy.
1: No, actually, you said if you win, you're gonna buy me a slushy.
0: What? So I win, and I gotta buy you a slushy. And if you win, win you gotta buy me a slushy. We can listen back, but yeah, that was a dumb bet. I'm an idiot. You (laughs) were the one that placed it. I final buy you a stupid slushy. Dear listeners, just in case you're unaware, Al is a bit of an umpty. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, he's not so good he's at the math. So not knows. so
0: good at the <laughs> arithmetics.
1: Um
0: but yeah, so I've been talking to Kevin Schoen, uh about a skateboard-made pedal board, just to yeah, not that I need it because I I have a fantastic pedal board that we built. Mm. Um, but just because I like Kevin and I want to do everything I can, yeah. I want to I want to have pieces of gear that when people look at the pedal board, they're like, "What the heck is that?" And they want to ask about it because I want to talk about
1: Kevin more. I want to. Mm. Shout yeah, no, I got her. I want to rep the guy too. He's yeah, super good. Awesome.
0: Super great guy. Um, So I've been talking about that with Kevin. That's probably not coming anytime soon, if I'm being. The board. Yeah. Yeah. Not just financially, it doesn't make sense for me right
1: now. I think I'm probably three weeks to a month out on mine. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh,
0: I know. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and then the other cool thing I've been doing, which I'm really been excited about, is uh, and I just showed you this is there's a cool product kicking out there. And this it's music; it's in the realm of music. I know it's not a guitar. I'm sorry, But doesn't
1: matter. Still sweet.
0: It's our podcast. Suck it up. We're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've I've been really excited in following this uh, device called the Beatbox. Um, and I think the company is just called Beatbox. Uh, yeah, as far as I know. Yeah and they just they just had a very successful launch on Kickstarter. Yeah, their um,
1: Kickstarter exploded. What was it? Hours?
0: Hours they were they met their funding their first wave funding in hours and then they did a couple of pushes for for additional things and they've gotten that as well. Um and essentially what the beatbox is is it is a MIDI pad had device
1: uh, uh using arcade buttons. Oh. That's the part that sold me. <laughs> I was like, button? I can't wait. I would just sit I there and, know, click, and so click the buttons. Cool. I would just click the buttons. I don't really care what else it does.
0: So you, it's a build-it-yourself device. It's got two speakers and uh, headphone output and uh, some other attachments, and it has an app that it comes with. Volume and knobs yeah. and all the bells. It's and cool. It's a little layout of, of uh, arcade-style push buttons, and I think it even has a little joystick to, mm. like, to, that you can uh, assign different functions to. And, yeah, you can basically just play drums or play little loops and samples
1: it's a, sam- it's a sample box it's such a cool it's so such cool. a cool device Um uh, not that controlled expensive. by an app on your phone too yeah so you can assign all your buttons via the app so rad
0: so so rad. awesome and you build it yourself there's no soldering required and it, and, and they call it the beat box because you play beats on it and you assemble it in a little fold together cardboard box it's great it's fantastic Super cheap. Uh, I think the retail is going to be one fifty on it. That's what. Yeah, one forty nine ninety nine looks yeah. looks like the. I'm not sure if the that's the end. E- goal. I, I
1: assume that's probably U S. dollars, since that's the. I would think general. Online. I know we rep pretty hard on the Canada stuff, but I'm, this I, is a yeah, n- I, really cool innovation, and I think I think, th- it think deserves it's, some I think attention. they're American.
0: so. I, but yeah, it's not going to be expensive. Not that that's bad. One hundred and fifty U S. <laughs> that's you know, two hundred Canadian. So cool. Such a neat little device. I'm so excited about it. I want one so bad um and then the other thing i've been doing I've i have been playing nonstop on my late 60s aria 5102
1: t i am so in love with that guitar haven't had it very long uh for pictures of it check out our instagram there's yeah. a picture of it on there beside uh, uh my your, our, your, my late my yeah. late 60s pan which is also an aria yeah made by uh, aria. in the same place uh you All know, out of the Matsumoku
0: factory in, in Japan. Japan. Yep. Yeah. In the late '60s, such cool guitars. They're they're hollow bodies. They are bolt-on necks. They're as far as we can tell, they are 335 copies. Yeah, 330-ish, Loose. 335-ish. I mean, these aren't exact copies. They're mm-hmm. not exact specs, and you know, if you look at our two guitars, they're. Are little differences all over the place. There's, you know, Florentine horns
1: cutaways versus Venetian cutaways on the on the. And we tried to put my guitar <clears throat> in your case, which your case fits well. My guitar is quite loose in it. Yeah. So the bouts uh, are a little different in size and shape. And yeah. It's,
0: just tiny little details. Yeah. That, that, you know. So it's it'd be hard to track these things out. I think there's there's exact copies of mine out there, branded as Epiphone 270s. When Aria does it, this is a 5102. Mm-hmm. When it's by Pan, it's the I don't know what the heck it is. Uh, mine's, mine's a a
1: PD. PD. P-D,
0: P-D yeah. Uh, okay. Lovely guitar, and that, so I've been playing that just absolutely nonstop. I that's the only guitar I've played since I got it. It's been about a month, I would say. Oh, has it been that long already? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I traded my Strymon Flint for it, which I, I some people might balk at, but here here's hear me out here, folks. I'm not balking, Al. No, no. I well, <laughs> yeah. I. Other people might. Other hmm. people out there. It's a weird. I, trade. I was a little bit like. <sighs> I know. Ooh. But here's how I, I look at it. I've been looking for one of these really cool '60s Japanese hollow bodies for about a decade. Haven't found the right one, in the right condition for the right price. You did. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you beat me to it. Oh. And that's where you got yours. Um, so when this one came along, I looked at it as I can very easily get another Strymon Flint. That's not a hard pedal to come by. Uh, it's been a decade of me searching for the right 60s Japanese hollow body. I'm jumping on it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And I don't regret it.
1: No, you shouldn't. It's a fantastic piece. Like, yeah. It's a really nice.
0: Would I like to own my Strymon Flint still? Sure. I can get one again someday. It'll yeah. be fine. The Strymon's making zillions of them. They're not Uncommon. There's more of them being made. There are not more of these sixties
1: right. Arias being made. I hear you. So we're that's... in the same boat, dude. I absolutely love mine. Yeah. As much. What's not to love?
0: So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna transition here. We're yeah. We're gonna keep talking about is... these guitars. But we'd like to introduce a segment that I think we're gonna keep on. I think it'll be a recurrence. I think it's, yeah. a, good, it's yeah. a good not every episode, but no. we'll probably talk about this quite a bit. Uh unsung heroes. And oh man, you know we should have made some like cool music. That would have been cool, hey? Mm. Some sort of epic like
1: post. Bah,
0: yeah, yeah. Bah, bah, bah,
1: bah, bah. Anyway, well, that just ruined the. That's <laughs> the whole. <laughs> we're gonna do that in post, Al? <laughs> we're gonna do that in post, Al. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna do. In post. No, we're, we're not just gonna, do gonna let post. us roll.
0: And, yeah. and uh, so, unsung heroes, those pieces of gear out there that uh, maybe not uncommon, but maybe a little uh, under the radar, and. Not getting the love they deserve. And we're going to start off with our beloved
1: late 60s Matsumoku Aria-made guitars. Yeah. um, Again, now, delving right into this, our guitars are a little different. And and each piece of these guitars was different. I mean, from one to the next. Because we know of another one in our local area that is close. Yeah. it's But it's not the same. And that's... There were slightly several. Overpriced. <laughs> yeah, slightly. It's slightly overpriced for, for what we know it to be worth. But yeah. again, um, not a bad guitar. It's a great guitar. That that's yeah a, so. yeah. Um, so you can find these things named under a few different brands. Uh, in Cam- Epiphone, a- Pan, Pan Aria Aria uh, Concord, I think Concord. I think there's some under the Raven banner. That's right. Um, so that just goes to show you how yeah. um, back in in the 60s the there was three big factories in Japan i think uh, i so think there might have been more i don't so, know I don't but the big big ones that we were like we're definitely aware of were like the Nippingaki factory the Musumuko factory Fuji and, Fuji and, 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 uh, Fuji Fuji uh, Fuji Fuji something Tsugakin Fuji, Fuji Gak- Yes yeah, you're you're I'm getting so, there I'm man sorry i'm
0: sure my pronunciation is really bad please forgive me yes. um
1: so but under these particular guitars had the aria uh I think they were mostly Aria-owned brands.
0: Yeah, so Aria came out of the Matsumoku factory. Eventually. Uh, district. Um, ours came from the, we, we know for a fact, for a fact. It's the same factory. Mm-hmm. Um, all the broad specs are the same. Same scale. Right. three-piece neck. Same right. hollow Which is, body, yep. steam ply guitar. Uh, the bridge is the same. The tailpiece is the same. Correct. Uh, our pickups are different, but our layout electronically is the same. Same, that's right.
1: Um, um, what else do we got? So th- I wanted to touch quickly on that three-piece neck too, because that was a big reason why Matsumoku got the, the contract. contract yeah. for, for a lot of his guitars. Originally, it was
0: with uh, the That's right. And the Gaetone ones weren't living up to the. There were some problems. I don't know. I don't know what the problems were. And this is all. Way back in, the, Way 60s, back in so. the
1: 60s, I think it was uh, holding tune. There was and yeah, there was a lot of that type yeah, of problems going shrinkage on. Shrinkage with binding yep. and woods, and that kind woods of thing, and like, seam splitting, like uh, you know, book yeah. matches cracking, things like that. Yeah.
0: So uh, Aria took the contract and did it with uh, Matsumoku, mm-hmm. who immediately implemented things like three pl- the three piece laminated necks. Yep. Um, and they dried all their woods at least two years, which That's is right. now you know it's very industry it's standard, standard now, stuff. Yeah. Um, I think for some of the giants like uh, Fender, Martin, probably mm. well, sorry, Gibson and Martin, probably Fender as well. Um, they were they were probably had already long implemented things like that with their woods. I, I, I don't really know. Some proper historian could tell you. Uh, but that's yeah. So the quality was up with Matsumoku
1: Yep. Over the Guytone models. And a testament is the you know the one hanging in the room, uh, mm-hmm. being from what we can gather somewhere. Late 60s, I believe they began production in that factory of these guitars in 66. Yeah, 66 uh, to 70. After 70, the specs changed, changed considerably. Yeah, so we're definitely late 60s. And I mean, m- the guitar I own is aside from a ding in the back of the finish, and it's very much just a superficial mm-hmm. finish, um, blemish, and it's not even really that noticeable. The thing's in amazing shape, yeah, yeah, you know, it's held up over, I mean, uh, obvious things like the tuners got to be replaced and after like
0: after 60 f- years or is whatever it 60 it is, or
1: 50 yeah 50 55 yeah. plus years you know you can't tuners really, wear out that's yeah, man. you just can't expect them to be still the fact that they're working at
0: all after that amount of time is quite a miracle you know even gibsons from the the 50s and 60s guys generally put reproduction tuners on there right
1: and i i think i don't know that my that this one that i owned really got that much play um, you know, just given the yeah. fretboard condition, the frets themselves—you know—they definitely hasn't had a. Fret, yeah, yours a fret was job. like it just hung out in the back of the closet. Yeah, for pretty sh- the years, pretty sure so. it just kind of hung out yeah. and was on maybe on display or in a in a closet somewhere. Mine for a very mine long time.
0: has all of the gentle wear of it was used its entire life, but not—I don't think it was gigged or toured. It, just, does, it definitely
1: doesn't look like it.
0: No, it was just played. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like that light fret wear. Scratches all over the body, yep. in the sense that, like, if you shine it in the light, you can kind of see it in the clear coat, kind of thing. But yeah, like, if you if you guys, uh, folks out there listening, um, if you see these things out there, give them a shot, pick them up, and try them. Mm-hmm. They're I- probably gonna need to set up. I would almost bet money they'll need to set up. Yeah, and definitely check for a couple of things: um, adjustable steel reinforced net uh, stamp on the on the neck plate you want to know it has a truss
1: rod not a metal rod just in the neck right that's a key there's thing. one one will say reinforced and the other says adjustable, adjustable. if you see a, adjustable
0: that's a, that's a much better sign than reinforced a
1: reinforced might have a truss rod but it's a it's a gamble yeah. um and that was and i think most things uh coming into the research that i've done the extensive research i have done over the last little while on these things um uh Really finding out um, what actual pickups are in it, um, those type of things. You just have to um, rest on that. These are vintage Japanese <laughs> built. Yeah. You, you know. Uh, Don't
0: expect them to be a Gibson 330 or 330 from the era. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, for sure. Yeah. But um, you know, the fact that the one I am, that I one I own and the one you own play so well um, is a testament to their to their build quality. Yeah. I straight like up. Them. And you I just mean, have to kind of gamble on them, and they're now, a great gamble. We did
0: setups. We did. We've done some things like in mine in particular. I'm having to because um, mine didn't come with a bridge, the the arms for the tram. Yep. Uh, some of the bridge pieces were missing. It just had washers in place, and so I'm. I'm doing a little bit of modifi- modification and parts uh, swapping to get mine where r- I'd like it to restoration
1: be. Restoration in sorts of yeah. adding these adjustable parts and yeah. I
0: mean, I, th- but for me, that's a big part of the love of these things. I, mm. I like the ritual of tinkering with them and setting them up and making them mm-hmm. the best they can be. And when when you set them up nice, when they are what they can do, yeah, they're fantastic. I love them. I, you can't modify them. There's, these pickups are weird sizes. You're not going to... Nah.
1: And yeah. honestly, because we we did touch on, you know, what about if we, you know, did that level of tinkering, you know, change the pickup mm. rings and the pickups and, and see what else you can do with it. And it's like, uh well, yeah, that, you yeah, can. Yeah. But
0: I think there's a... At that point, uh, go out and buy an Epiphone Casino or an yeah. Epiphone 335 and modify that. and yep.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, it, the, I don't think taking this one apart is really anywhere at all in my mon- in the future for it no and and the the pickups are so unique in their tone and uh i don't know and one to the next i mean yours obviously has some kind of a, a p90 style pickup mine are very yeah they're they're i want to i say style very loosely. i almost want to say they're like a right or something they're very out there yeah. yeah and like so and the these pickups that are in mine have just they look like soap bar humbuckers, but they're not. God, they're not. They're definitely not. But they are very, very. They almost have like a. They're, they're aggressive. They're very aggressive. They're very aggressive, yeah. they? and that's it. They almost, they just have so much. They're so hot. They're so yeah. So much energy. Both both guitars, the pickups I would
0: say are like overly aggressive P ninety esque mm-hmm. type things, but, but
1: fantastic. But, and both and, pickups look completely different in each guitar. So it's. it's you know, I mean it's coming from my particular background in music being mostly acoustic guitar and and finger style for the most part um i absolutely love the aggressiveness of them yeah way it's it's cool but totally altered my way of of really feeling and hearing guitar yeah i've i've really been
0: enjoying it i've really been enjoying playing it i mean you have a Um, far
1: deeper uh reach back into guitars uh, of just experience with different you know, pickups and electrics and all, yeah, t- all that's, together. Yeah, but
0: that's why it's kind of fun to get both our yeah perspective, right? Is, is, no, I, I hear at you. It from
1: different places, different angles, it's cool to yeah.
0: find mutual love over this, this thing. So yeah, 60s Jap- Japan, unsung hero. Um, and speaking of 60s, uh, another unsung hero I want to shed a little bit of light on. Um, I have a late 60s, maybe early 70s. It's really hard to date these things. As is with most things yeah um and this is out of canada here um and it's called a symphonic amplifier and it was made by electronic engineering limited (laughs) here in canada i think uh, manitoba winnipeg maybe okay um and so they're they're super uncommon they're not high priced when you find them but they are very hard to find uh, somebody sent what? me a link to one in in Kelowna recently. Yeah, for, which is
1: like a neighboring city for twenty five dollars.
0: Um, it was gone before I could even message the lady, of course. Yeah, but, um, but mine is it's solid state. Uh, so was the one that uh, this link was to. Um, has a clean channel and a tremolo yeah. circuit, and uh, it's fantastic sounding. It has a really killer speaker, and these speakers are. It was they're made for Radio Shack, and they're. Uh, they're kind of a bit of a collectible in certain circles. Um, mm-hmm. and I have—I don't remember the name of it. I'll try and uh, take a uh, take a picture of it and post it on our Instagram when I get a chance. But uh, really cool amp. And some—the reason I want to bring this up is in the late late '60s, into the '70s, when solid state was becoming the thing, and everybody was like, "This new technology is replacing tubes. It's more advanced. It's cheaper. It's more reliable." This is going to be the next thing, and everybody was ditching tubes to manufacture solid state. Not everybody, but it, it did happen. There like was a big wave, big,
1: big surge in you solid know, state. Vox
0: was doing it. There was lots of companies doing. It. There was all these little solid state amp companies all over the place, um, and a lot of purists, and still to this day, guitarists are, are kind of these purists just blow off solid state amps for tube amps, and until recently, with the really, really, really advanced modeling stuff that's come out, I think that's just kind of been the norm to prefer to for solid state. Um but these these early solid state circuits are actually great if you don't expect them to be tube amps. If you approach them just what is this amp? What is its character? What do I like about it? Mm. You'll find you probably like it for what it is. And
1: not the, what isn't
0: yeah, a tube amp about it. The Beatles were using solid state Vox amps in the studio give solid state a chance especially this vintage stuff if you open up my symphonic amp it's point to point wiring
1: yeah i think that's one of the coolest things about it (laughs) it's right like yeah
0: it is it is an amazingly clean tidy circuit it's and it's like oh well well, there's tubes there's not tubes but other than that i kind of see what's going on here and it's all very clean and um and it's light which i love (laughs) 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 it's weightless but uh, very, very underappreciated some of this early solid-state technology because they were trying to compare them, like, to compete, sorry, with tube stuff. And, yeah. s- and these circuits were cool designs. I have a buddy in Edmonton who also has some solid-state stuff from that era, and he loves it as well. Mm. So, you know, another yeah. another lost uh, lost gem. Right. Um, and while we're all talking about solid-state amps, uh, so Tool... After thirteen years, right, right, just released a new album, mm-hmm. and it is exploding all over the charts. And great, I love Tool. I'm super excited for him. Um, I don't know. You weren't really a Tool.
1: No, th- really I think I, 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 I really did dig their last album. Yeah, uh, but wasn't like a diehard fan. Just you know? a, it was just kind of yep. a casual thing. Yeah, yep, definitely a casual listener. of, yeah. their, of their stuff.
0: So I. Been excited because I was a Matt like tool. I still to this day say Adam Jones is one of the like most influential guitarists on my approach. I would give you that. Mm-hmm. I would give you that.
1: He's got some yeah he's really got, innovative ideas yeah, and, one and of those totally guys, unique
0: styles. You hear yeah. like two notes from him and you're like, oh, that's yep. Adam Jones, tool man. Um, so not on this most recent album, but on on the album Ten Thousand Days, there's a cool song called Jombie, and uh, he in. It's one of the most popular tracks on that album. If you, if you don't know it, oh, goody gobblers, listeners, go out and check it out because it's a cool track. Um, in fact, check out the discography. Mm. Uh, but Jombie has a really cool talk box solo and in an effort to be a unique and special guitarist, I went out and immediately bought a talk box after I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> somehow that doesn't surprise I me. I know, right? <laughs> I don't bow to trends. Get me a talk box. I am my own man. <laughs> so, so I've always wondered how Adam Jones got this incredible, and I know there's a lot of studio magic and all that kind of jazz processing, but I always wondered how did he get this really shrieky, raunchy, crazy wail going on with yeah. the talk box. And there were rumors floating around the internet, and Adam Jones is not exactly a guy who gives a plethora of interviews. And uh, so the, you know, the rumors were like, "Oh, he uses some weird little solid-state amp. And it was like, okay, whatever. This is a guy who has a very, very, the same Marshall lamp that he gets painfully taken care of to keep it original and perfect. He was a very early adoptive diesel lamps, which are like $5,000, four-channel, high-gain, luscious-sounding. He uses Les Paul Silverburst from exactly three years <laughs> seventy nine to eighty one for that special metallic silverburst paint. He's a very specific guy and not a cheap guy. No. You know, because he doesn't have to be. I mean huh. in the early days Maybe. Maybe, but you know, he's he's specific. He knows what he likes. It's usually not it, most of that stuff has not been cheap. So I was like, No, it wouldn't have been a solid State of power in his talk box. Well, Lo and behold, Dunlop, of all the companies in the universe, put out a little rig rundown video. And they talk to Adam Jones' guitar tech. And this is one of the few times you get to see like anything behind the scenes, officially. Yeah. And uh, at one point, they go by this little Roland Cube amp. He's <laughs> like, oh, and this <laughs> the most the unbecoming box. thing sitting just, in their tech Yeah, <laughs> And I'm sorry, Roland. I owe you an apology. I'm sorry, boss. I am. I. This is on me, find my, my ego. But I hated the Roland Cube series. I didn't like them. I was snooty about it and arrogant. And <laughs> apparently, Adam Jones has been using one of the power's talk box. You since have a talk box still, don't you? I don't. know. What I happened
1: didn't. to the talk box you had?
0: Um, when I moved here to uh, to Vernon in 2016, I don't remember when I moved here. Um, I wasn't playing in a band anymore. I wasn't looking at playing in bands anymore. I was touring as a solo guy and, uh, TalkBox had, uh, sat unused for about three years. And so I used it to, I traded it, uh, in for something. I don't hmm. remember. I, 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 it was part of a trade deal for something. But now
1: you will get another one. No,
0: probably not. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, be, there weren't any be talk box to... solos on the new album, okay? I don't need to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I loved it. It was it was great. I loved having a Heil talk box. It was fantastic. If I got another talk box, which I am not opposed to because it's such a visual like one I started using that talk box all over the place not because I was really great with it or it sounded particularly different most of the time than a wah pedal for me. But that it comes was really,
1: down to your talk box style. Absolutely.
0: It was really, <laughs> um, it was a really great way for the audience to visually connect with you on stage because they see you put this tube in your mouth and start going wow, 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 and the guitar sounds insane. Mm. And they're like, what the heck? Or and anybody who knows what it is is like, holy crap, a talk box. I haven't seen one of those. Peter Frampton. And it's, so that was kind of fun. I don't know if that has a place with a solo. Folk blues touring guy, I but th- you know what? It might if you <laughs> adopt a less goldfish <laughs> style of playing with it. <laughs> with it. <laughs> goldfish. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, you know who taught? Uh, well, I don't know if he taught Adam Jones how to use the talk box, but advised him. Mm. Uh, Adam Jones was unsure. He, they they settled on we let's use a talk box to get a really wild sound for the solo. How do I use the talk box? I haven't used one before. Here's a number. Call Joe Walsh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Adam Jones calls Joe Walsh, leaves a message. Hey, please teach me how to use a talk box. It's Adam Jones from Tool, by the way. Bye. Yeah. And apparently, uh, I think that I heard this in an interview in Guitar World, um, but Joe Walsh called Adam Jones back. Adam Jones didn't pick up. So Joe Walsh leaves a message. Hi, Adam. It's Joe Walsh. The talk box fairy, <laughs> and I just love that. Just that, a that these musicians are dorks, totally. Um, and b that Joe Walsh from the Flipping Eagles taught Adam Jones <laughs> and Tool to use a talk box. That's delightful. Uh, yeah, so no, no talk box for me. Well, oh, okay. no. you could buy a talk box. I... If I ever get a talk box again, I'm gonna buy like. A Dan Electro one or a Rocktron one, one of the self-powered ones, so I don't have to have an amp powering the talk specifically box. Specifically,
1: yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know, like it's just going to be another. Pretty... You could run it through your looper. Oh my god! Mind blown. Mm. The the Origami Army's album is, coming up is going to <laughs> <laughs> feature specifically. I'm going to call it
0: Talk Box. I think because you of all the talk box looping songs that I do. <laughs> it's going to be an amazing progressive. Amazing.
1: Uh, Sorry.
0: Uh, well. Shall we move into the news? Oh, the we, need a, we, we need a jingle for news. A jingle? Yeah. Oh. It's not recent news. No, Listen, we, I, I think we, we listeners. The way we record these podcasts is often kind of in batches, hmm. and we release them not exactly on a specific schedule. So <laughs> uh, we're going to try and get them to you on a schedule, but we're not going to release them to be posted on a schedule.
1: Yeah, if or they're... be the hot. Current so, yeah, news source. We're not going to be the hot gossip guys. I think we're just going to be the uh, opinionated guys in a basement <laughs> that <laughs> blather on about the news you already know I about.
0: Have, <laughs> I have thoughts about six-string versus seven-strings. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Where are you going, uh, attractive counterparts? <laughs> Anyways. um, Guest vocals by Kermit the Frog <laughs> on the Culture Guitars. Um, so, in semi-recent Ash... Ash? Ash? I was going to say ask, and then I was going to say Esk ish. Ask and ish. That's a yeah. great mix. That's, ash?
1: That is your new word. You made it up. I th- I think we'll ash might to...
0: be a whole word already.
1: No, no, no. It was the the tone and the inflection of it. It was kind of like an ash. Ash? Yeah. So there you go. We'll call <laughs> Webster Sean
0: Connery. <laughs> uh, in, the, in the recent, uh, we'll call recent events six months. Yeah. Um, Gibson has come into the limelight yet again so much in the last year i don't know what this company's i mean it's a never ending roller coaster i'll give them that um but you probably a lot of people have seen this video at this point it, it's i got a, gone viral I got a in guitar circles on this one but. so this if you haven't seen it uh hop online type gibson crushes firebird x and you'll see this fantastic video of a a uh, track, not a tractor. It's a, an excavator. Uh, an excavator. Thank you. Traco excavator. Traco, whatever you want to call it. Backhoe.
1: Not a backhoe. It's Traco. Traco excavator. Whatever. You know what I mean. Anyway, yep.
0: Crushing four hundred plus plus Gibson Firebird X guitars. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Firebird X, which will probably be a very large amount of people because it was very unpopular and it's a terrible guitar. But Firebird X was at the 2008 2009 time when they introduced it. Mm-hmm. The holy crap, flagship, let's impress people at NAMM guitar that Henry J, the former CEO of Gibson, now former CEO now this former. year, yeah. uh, envisioned as the next great leap forward in guitars and the direction he wanted to take Gibson in, which was the horribly misguided, super techie robot, digital everything, digital
1: guitars. everything.
0: That no one wanted. Nope.
1: Not so at all. So the Firebird
0: point. X had three pickups, robo tuners, built in effects, its own
1: if, if a digital operating process, system. It's exactly. its own operating a system. A pedal
0: board that you had to use with the guitar to use any of this onboard, onboard crap. It was a giant mess. It came in two finishes:
1: that looked bowling, like ball red, bowling, bowling ball swirl
0: red or bowling ball swirl blue. And it was not a Firebird shape. Nope. If you took a firebird out back behind a crappy bar, gave it a good old fashioned blanket party for an hour, and then stuck it in a microwave to melt it. That's what the Firebird X looked like. That was the shape of it.
1: I love that. <laughs> a old fashioned blanket party that's, in a that's, back alley.
0: Yeah. yeah blanket party is a gang beating that just
1: is to, with a with a cheat over your head <laughs> it's not a good time <laughs> anyway the firebird x was just ugly
0: from and start it was, to finish it was
1: undesirable uh, nobody yeah. bought them and i think maybe that hurt gibson in a way oh, it, that that was the beginning of
0: a decade yep. of just what are you guys doing and eventually led to henry's ousting earlier this year
1: Correct. Um, Well, I'm not not sure Firebird X specifically, but the
0: Firebird X was a long line, the start of a long line of sins that everybody was just kind of
1: like, okay, no,
0: no more, Um, and which led Gibson towards bankruptcy for sure. It was definitely a, yeah, a lot of those,
1: a a lot of the decisions that were made to step in that direction, yeah, and a lot of a lot of the steps down that path led them to the
0: moment the CEO of a guitar company decided they were going to be a Harley Davidson style lifestyle brand was the moment they stepped towards bankruptcy. Correct. You just, nope. Um, So anyway. Back to the video. Back to the video. In this video, this excavator drives over. They've got all these guitars laid out in two rows. Uh, and they drive the excavator over it and, and back and forth.
1: Again crushing, and again
0: and again. Crushing all of these perfect Brand new Firebird X's. You can see the pile of boxes in the background, the pile of cases in the background. They laid them out all neatly. So probably
1: spent 45 minutes. Laying this took out. some time. This, it yeah. took some time to lay it out, and I think this is the part that really, really chaps me the most about it. Is they took all these guitars, and yeah, nobody wanted them. They were, you know, they were slagged on from the beginning. Even we can agree. They were not the greatest guitar. Yeah. They were so bizarre.
0: Let's get get the facts out there of what what this video showed, what Gibson showed. Mm -hmm. And then we can get into our opinions, because I think Mm. our opinions are going to be colorful. Okay. So they crush all these guitars. This video was recorded in 2014 or 15. I'm sorry. I don't remember exactly which year. It doesn't matter. The guitars were manufactured 2009 to 2011. This video surfaces. It was surf and the reason the video surfaces it was posted by a former Gibson employee, the man who Gibson sent to the destruction of these guitars to act as a witness to their destruction. Which is something big companies do when they have to destroy product that sometimes big companies, manufacturing companies have to do that. Fine. Right. It's for tax reasons or whatever else. So when this video came out and everybody was very angry, going, Why couldn't these be donated? Why couldn't the parts be salvaged? Why did you have to destroy them instead of all these other things you could have done? Why didn't you blow them out at a super cheap cost? Gibson released a statement to respond to the backlash. (coughs) Um, Sorry about the uh, coughing. So here's, here's Gibson's statement. The Firebird X destruction video that surfaced months ago was an isolated batch of Firebird X models built in 2009 to 2011 which were unsalvageable and damaged with unsafe components. This isolated group of Firebird X models were unable to be donated for any purpose and were destroyed accordingly. And then they further go on to say, and I'm reading this out of fairness to Gibson, as a starting point, Gibson has committed to giving a guitar a day away over the next 1,000 days. 100% of the donations 100 uh, of donations to the Gibson Foundation go directly towards giving the gift of music, reaffirming Gibson's commitment to giving back, helping underserved musicians' education programs, empowering music culture, and encouraging the creation of music. That's the So there we are. I have some bones to pick. Do you have some bones to oh, pick? Oh, yes. So, okay, let's give some props. Mm. Great, Gibson gave a guitar away for the next thousand days since releasing the statement So they're still in the middle of that Exactly yep. That's cool Totally They have a Gibson Foundation where you can donate to And they give the money to underfunded music programs,
1: programs. That's awesome Awesome
0: Yes Cool Thank you, Gibson Thanks, Gibson There's lots of you know, programs out there that do the exact same
1: thing but uh... hey, Not to take anything away from their efforts so. There are some good efforts there
0: Yeah. So now let's go back to the first paragraph they not what they're doing donation wise paragraph which i think is where both of us are like
1: <gasps>
0: yeah okay so let's start off the firebird destruction x destruction video that surfaced months ago was an isolated batch of firebird x models built between 2009 and 2011 a two year period of isolated guitars mm. the firebird x was introduced and discontinued almost as quickly as it was introduced So they were only produced over those years. That's the yeah, that's the entire model run. Indeed. So okay, isolated. No, I'm gonna say that's probably eighty to ninety percent of the stock.
1: Probably the stock left in some warehouse somewhere. It's been oh it's exactly nobody will order. No, stores are ordering, so they're just sitting there.
0: It's just sitting in boxes, dying slowly. Um Made between two thousand nine two thousand eleven, which were unsalvageable and damaged with unsafe components. I am calling straight up lies.
1: Mm, I feel they are lies. Mm. I am one hundred percent agreement with you, Al.
0: What could be so unsafe about a Firebird X?
1: Like really? Nope. Uh, you know there. The you know, battery
0: exploding like a Samsung phone. Like, does it have a battery? It had some kind of battery, yeah, because it had the Robo tuners and the programmable electronic stuff, but the built-in you're... effects.
1: So, okay, if if my understanding of of batteries in electronic devices like a Samsung phone, um, a Samsung phone is powered by a typically a lithium ion. So, what happens? to a lithium ion that is, say, ran over by a track machine and breaches. What happens, Al? Do you know? No, actually, I don't. Okay, well, when... uh, (laughs) All listeners, when a lithium ion is breached to atmosphere, the oxygen in the air we breathe catalyzes with the lithium ion and immediately causes it to burst violently into flames. So you're telling me... So if if there is a battery problem with these guitars and this this is hypothetical, of course, but if it's a battery problem and it is unsafe, why on earth would you run it over with a machine that would violently set them all on fire? (laughs) I don't know. So this I mean, that was just one of like that to me. That was the first
0: thing I thought of that, like the most likely thing is like either somehow it's electrocuting people or somehow it's catching fire because of the battery. I don't even know how much it takes
1: robot power. tuners were malfunctioning they were rising over up t- over tightening <laughs> strings skynet causing them us. to break and remove uh, unsuspecting players eyeballs skynet was blinding guitarists <laughs> like i just don't i just don't see yeah. how these guitars could not have been purpose could not have been oh, used it's, in it's a way crazy. that has
0: more so Four hundred, four. There was four hundred plus guitars in this video. Did we count them? I don't know. They're, I it's, didn't it's, count them. People have people have done the math. It's, it's sure. pretty out there on the internet at this point. Four hundred plus guitars, all unsafe, and a very undesirable high end model. That might have been the entire production. So there's a for the for you few really wacky dudes out there because there's always a dude out there who likes the wacky stuff. That's fine. fine. So you know what? And you, if you, you have people one and you, you like your it, your
1: Firebird X is now way more collectible and rare. Oh my god! Good job, you. I just and you but, know what? if that's your thing, and that's just it. The Firebird X was not a desirable guitar to no the ninety five percent or you know to the to, to all of us mostly, yeah. but there are people out there that love that stuff. That that I mean, obviously there was focus groups that yeah. talked about robot tuners I, and all of these onboard digital yeah, 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 yeah. effects.
0: I don't think there were. They're, there
1: had to have been. I think there was a sales pitch,
0: oh and my. it worked. So, <laughs> I think there was a somebody got a board meeting with Henry J. Yeah, at Tronical, and the Tronical people went the people who own the Robo Tuners. Right, they went into Gibson, did their pitch, and, and Henry J. went, Heck yeah! Okay, everybody's but, gonna want but that. But the
1: Firebird X had a hell of a lot more. Oh yeah. Than robot so Faberdex, I mean every year. So there year was now. focus groups about how this stuff's going to go I don't over. think there
0: was. I don't think there was, man. Who and, who
1: runs it? I mean, obviously okay. they ran the corporation into the ground, but it's not what I'm saying. <laughs> every year, you know, you
0: prepare to go to these trade shows and you go, we got to make a we got to make a wave. We got to make a splash. We even if it's bad, we got to make something out there that's whack, you know, Fender 2 years ago made that nine-string guitar. No one's ever gonna actually play that. No, but it's a that's a that's a gimmick. I know the Firebird X. I don't think was a gimmick. I they think, expected I, to sell them. I think they did expect to sell them, but I it was also a gimmick. You know, they were like, "What if we put in an interactive onboard thing? You can change any tones, any pickups, any effects, all on the guitar with a floorboard thing. We're replacing everything, all in one."
1: That, I'm sure somebody I, in a corporate boardroom thought that was great. Yeah, that somebody who was out of touch with the guitarists. Uh, exactly. Yeah, but. Um, On that note, there has to be something about these guitars that were useful, or oh yeah, God forbid. And that's
0: that's where the second lie comes in. This isolated group of Firebird X models
1: were unable to be donated for any purpose and were destroyed accordingly. You know what. Uh mm, no 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 yep. there's a whole lot of curse words that come out of my mouth when thinking yeah. about that line because you know what because it's just Ooh. a lie oh yeah it, <laughs> it's a it's lie it's absolutely a lie it's not even a good lie it's a it's a bald face the lie. whole thing is a bad lie it's a bad
0: lie and this is all our opinions of course we're absolutely talking about our opinions
1: uh, the biggest part that really chapped me out and the whole thing was there are people there are young kids there are you know music programs all over you know America and Canada and all over the world, even where sure. the music programs are suffering and they're being pulled out of yeah. schools and like, holy crap, Gibson, come on. OK, so let's say and this is where, this is uh,
0: I just thought of this just now. So forgive me for the interruption. Yeah. But let's say Gibson was not lying. Those guitars are unsafe problems. Yeah. Donate them to trade schools. <laughs> How many Luther schools are out there? I don't know. Dozens, oh, hundreds. Yeah. Electronic, Electronic engineering there. yeah. programs. There's people out there that could have used these to learn on. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing unsafe Rever- Roberto about. Roberto Venn School of Luthery could have used 400 Firebird X's to refret and repaint
1: or, whatever. Right, that's a, that's a great, a great thought, off the top of your head, man. Yeah, great idea.
0: Here, these are unsafe and unsalvageable. Don't play Fix them. The
1: unsalvageable, or even don't just learn
0: how to. Yeah. Let's break re-fret. the headstock and let's learn how to put it back on. Yeah, learn and how to just, re-fret. Yeah, it drives me it nuts. just, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so I think it's only fair to say that what we want to do with our podcast, mm. as as the culture guitarist, is be passionate about this because it's a lifestyle. It, our our guitar is a big part yeah. of our lifestyle, our identity. And so on that note, uh, I hope this uh, section of us like just ranting and raving about our disappointment with this Gibson thing mm. has shown that we want to be honest. Yeah,
1: we want to be honest. We don't want to slander. That's, I hope that's not the idea. I don't want to slam on it. I mean, I do think that that running over four hundred Firebird yeah. X's with an excavator has a a very dramatic element that it, did, it was unnecessary. I mean, yeah. I know. I mean, I was a. I was a, a mechanic for a long time, and I've run construction equipment. I know that that machine <laughs> has far more effective destructive capability than running stuff over. Yeah, I think they were trying to have some fun.
0: Yeah, so, which whatever. They were third party hard to destroy <sighs> just, guitars.
1: Just, just, you yeah, know, the whole I, thing
0: just. I want to, and I think you know, me. Gibson has made some real oof moves lately. Uh, they've made some good ones, so I wonder, and I'm hoping that Gibson under the new CEO is going through some growing pains, yeah, shall I, we say, of trying to go from being a bit of a doofus company to... Well, making some doofus-type calls. I think I think moves. raising prices the way they did in 2014 and the quality controls and the robot everything. The forcing, forcing these... There was a lot yeah. of doofus moves going on, and they weren't being very great to their fans and customers. Um, And I hope under the new CEO that these changes that I think they're trying to make uh, are real and that, you know, incidents where they respond poorly in a statement to a video from the previous era under a different CEO. I hope that's all growing pain stuff. I really do. And time will tell.
1: You know what? Um, And there is a way there's a way that that could have been addressed maybe, you know. Just, I honestly, I would just, just
0: like to see a corporation for once just be like, honest. It made more sense on our taxes and on <laughs> our on our books. We had to destroy them. Yeah, that was the best financial decision for Gibson.
1: Exactly, and you know what? Okay, if you're gonna be honest about it. <laughs> you know, and if that's the way, and if and if making, you know, and that's the the system that you know of government and taxation and all this stuff that that yeah. we live in, and I and I understand that, but don't if it was a fabrication to to. Save face, you're saving less face telling. Oh, lies. this is a bad way to save face. <laughs> it's a horrible way to save face. You're like, saving so much less face. If they had face. just said that, like, we just yeah. did
0: this because it saved money, it meant better taxes and better savings for us. That we did it for we're a business, we have to make money. This is the best business decision. It would have been like, I still would have whined about the waste of parts or the waste of blah, blah. But at the, at the end of that whine, it would have been like, well, who cares? The hell if they're a business, they did what they were supposed to do. Lying about it, which I feel they've lied
1: about it. Yeah, and this is my, my feeling. My feeling is that it's a fabrication.
0: Lying about it's not cool. Yep. And I don't. And I'm going to call them out on that. Gibson, I love your guitars. Mm. I love
1: a lot of what you do. I I
0: have one of your guitars. One of my favorite guitars in the world. But I don't appreciate this particular statement. I feel you could have done better.
1: And on that note. Yeah. I I that's a great way to end that. I think well, that's good. Yeah. I wish they'd have done better too. We got to be honest. Yeah. I'm going
0: to be honest about my opinions on Boss. I'm going to be honest about my opinions on Paul Reed Smith. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're snickering at what I said earlier, aren't oh, you? Oh yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do you got against Paul Reed Smith, Al? I uh, they're <laughs> for dentists and people who don't like to gig. That's, that's what I what feel you like. Said. And that's a total honest statement. That's your honest opinion. They're um, they're
0: carved tops and and flame quilted. Everything is beautiful. um I don't feel like paying four grand for a standard twenty two that I will never ever play live because I paid four grand because for you it. paid four grand for it. I hear you. I don't know. It's not my bag. How's that? Yep. Beautiful guitars, well made. Not my bag.
1: I hear you. I, I, <laughs> I like. That. My favorite part is that the guitar you are going to be gigging very soon oh, is almost. I, know. <laughs> I love you. Uh...
0: You saved a bullet in the chamber to just destroy me. How dare you point out my
1: hypocrisy? <laughs> just being honest now. All right, now. You,
0: could, you could buy a Paul Reed Smith and gig it. Totally. And I am getting a very expensive guitar, and I'm going to gig it. Yep. I'd, Paul Reed Smith, I think that's the market they cater to. Possibly. How's that? Sure. Is that totally. fair to say? Totally. Like Harley Davidson. I don't think most of Harley's riders are guys who are living the outlaw life and the roads to freedom and Eagle wings. And like, I don't think most Harley riders are, that. I think that's the images on the back of their Harley branded leather vests. Mm-hmm. But I think most Harley riders are dentists, are dentists <laughs> or lawyers yep. who are going to sue me later for <laughs> this. But that's what I think. That's Paul Reed Smith's bread and butter, man. Yep. The, the dentist market. Area. Guys with money who also kind of like guitars sometimes. And fair enough. Why, yeah, why, why the hell not? not? <laughs> Pard Smith's making a better living than I am. So. Isn't that, this is not for true.
1: <laughs> like,
0: who am I to hack on him? So, yeah. Yes, I'm getting a very expensive Kronbauer that I will love and will sleep next to me in my bed and my wife will look at me like I'm an idiot. And you will gig it. And I will gig it. Yep. And uh, I will never let it out of my sight because, holy crap, I love it. And so, as we do. Yeah. Anyways, if you're still listening, which we hope you are. You know, give us some feedback. We want to hear from you guys. We uh, we want to know what uh, we could do better. Uh if you want to tell us what we could do worse, okay? We probably won't take that advice, but you know, if you love our opinions,
1: great. If you yeah. don't, give <laughs> us give us yours. Tell us tell us more. Yeah. We we or look forward opinions. to your hate mail. Whoa. Or your compliments. Or your compliments. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that's my my eyes hit the floor oh, and the dejected just, look falls over my the face. Sadness yeah. <laughs> was was real, man. No, you know it's it's it would be great to hear from everybody. Hit us up on our socials, uh, the Instagram, help and us the make Facebook. This, yeah. Help us make this better. Help us make a real community out of. Let's this. Let's build a community. I like yeah. that, Al. That's community. what. That's the whole point is just talking about stuff that everybody wants to hear yeah. about or wants to talk about or join us or, in the conversation. Heck yeah, yeah, Pit, yeah. Pitch in. Um, we are going to be
0: doing some special things. Um, Coming up. Uh, by the time you hear this episode, we should be doing some stuff. We have some giveaways planned. Um, we're going to be doing some other things. We've been talking about uh, how to, frankly, doing this is going to financially be a bit of a stretch for us. Mm. And so we're going to need some help. Uh, we would, we're would we looking for, if I may, I know this was a bit of an unplanned thing. Yeah, but, man. But uh, one thing we're looking for is we'd love, if you like what we're doing, and you're in the guitar-ish business, music business, uh, talk to us. We could use uh, some help with advertising. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, we're not going to, I'm going to throw this out there. The manufacturers of the jellyfish pick, we're not going to advertise for you. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I know I just sort of did, but your product sucks. (laughs) Um, In Al's honest opinion. In Al's honest opinion and also the real world. Right. Right. Uh, the product but blows.
1: I think that too, uh, I hope that anyone that does want to... you know, If you want to have something of yours on the podcast, yeah. this is down the road. I mean, we're, we're going to build a, a basis here. But if we love what you're doing, if we love you and you love us and you want to
0: advertise with us, we're going to be so grateful for that. Totally. And in case you couldn't tell by our nonstop jaw wagon about how much we love Shoneswood effects in the early chunk of this podcast, when we love something when when a company is something we cherish
1: mm. we're really supportive of them absolutely and our and I, we'll go to the moon and back for that exactly so that being said we do go to the moon and back yeah, yeah to the we, moon and back
0: so we want advertisers we want to work with some advertisers if you're if you're out there and and you like what we're doing let us know um and we might do like a patreon or something like that maybe to uh
1: let everybody you know, you know not just Pitch in with their comments and opinions, but if you want to help us out and you yeah. know help us keep our our studio operating and the you know yeah, we, that kind of stuff, we'd love to.
0: And we'll think of something special to do. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll make that. We'll make you know, we'll we'll come up with some Patreon. I don't know if it'll be Patreon, but some kind. We'll of come up with some way of funding. like if you yeah. donate twenty
1: dollars, you get to. We'll, we'll we'll think of some stuff. We'll yeah. we'll find a way of uh, yeah making it fun. I mean, I'd like to also. I mean we have some graphics and things already put together. You know, maybe we, we can need, figure out some yeah. kind of you know, we'll put together some deco packs or something. Yeah. Or we'll some deckles more, and buttons. Some and, swag. Yeah. They, swag. We need some swag, Al.
0: Yeah. 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 That'd be great. That'd be fun. I, I, I'm really looking forward to stickers and stuff. Mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm. like stickers. Me too. Um so yeah, we're gonna do that. We're gonna we're gonna see where we can take this thing. And this thing operates we wanna keep it as free content. Totally. We we don't wanna be donate and then you get the podcast we want people to just get the podcast so that's why we want advertisers that's why we want your support when we get a patreon type thing going yeah but thanks very much uh for listening um thanks for joining us uh one more time with the culture guitarist and uh we out peace ciao ciao